Sound. Sound. Music. Acoustic. Noise. Sound. I have a favorite sound, I think. Sounds. Ultrasonic. How they listen. Just a little boop. The one place where it sounds the best. You're listening to Sound, sound Matters. <laughs> You're listening to Sound Matters, a podcast made possible by Bang & Olufsen. My name is Tim Hinman. This is the first episode of a brand new series of eight shows that, hopefully, will change the way you hear the world you live in forever, no less. If you don't believe me, well, just stick around. First, I'd like to introduce you to my editor. This is Nathaniel Buzinski. So you want me to record? Uh, Are you recording this yet? No, I'm not. Ah, see. See, that would be the thing. Oh, okay, so there's, there's red numbers going. And, uh, Nathaniel, who is both brilliant, gifted, and almost otherworldly in his talents, is about to task me with a new mission. But, okay, so I've found the squeakiest chair, and I'm sitting next to a window where trams go by really regularly. Does that sound like optimum recording? Situation so, what is the whole idea behind this new series of Sound Matters? All I know so far is that it's going to be called The Sound of the Cities, a journey into the sound of life in the 21st century. <laughs> this might take a while, but I'm up for that journey, Tim. I'm up for the journey. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to talk about what I can hear? Because I'm actually wearing headphones. No, Nathaniel, I said to him. I simply want you to explain to me what the idea behind the new series is all about. Should I drink coffee? Two cups of coffee and 45 minutes later. I want a series that, that looks at, or listens to, our cities that we live in. Go on. So different for so many different people. People who you'd call creatives or creators or artists. It's trying to find out from them the sounds that give them material to make their work. So far, so good. I'm going to talk to and hear from all kinds of sonic creators, artists and whatnot from around the world and find out what the sound of the city means to them, their city. And perhaps along the way find out something new about what it means to live in this crazy, old, noisy, unbelievably complex and ever-changing world. There you go. Feel free to put that into the... I need to throw him a quick swerve ball of an idea at this point. It's something I call the serendipity argument. I'm glad that we had that. Serendipity. Serendipity? That sounds nice. That sounds like ballerinas and ice skating. You know, like beautiful mistakes. You know, it, it, is that... What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe that's what we should look for in this, uh, in this series. The luck of... The, that sounds incredibly French. It's like the moment... And in this way, I successfully convince Nathaniel that everything that happens from now on was his idea, and that if he tries too hard to interfere, he will be obstructing artistic creativity itself. Maybe I'm just hurting your creativity by asking for you to do that. But, but, um, well, we can do... Oh, now you've you got... have enough? Is it bad? No, no, it's great. Should I tell more jokes? No, thank you, I said. I think we've got enough to get started. So here goes. Sound Matters, Series 3. The Sound of the Cities. Wow. 
The first city we're going to deal with is the one I live in, Copenhagen, Denmark. A charming old city, probably best known for its bicycles, cakes, beer, designer furniture, Hans Christian Andersen, and more recently some brutally depressing TV crime shows. Right here, on my own doorstep, I'm going to find me some real serendipity, quite literally in fact. And, with the help of Danish artist and singer Katinka Folk-Vinaliu, I'm going to find something hiding inside some of the old buildings of this city that's impossible to see, but that sounds amazing. But before we hear from Katinka, I'm going to start in one of the fanciest old buildings in town, a castle, a very elegant castle. See, back in the late Renaissance, that's your early 1600s if you need the dates, the king who built this castle was young, fabulously wealthy, and he was a big-time music lover. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get inside that castle first. I'm being walked into the castle by Axel Harms, who leads research and exhibitions here. These days the castle is mostly used for storing the crown jewels, so there are permanent armed guards marching up and down. But luckily Axel Harms has a huge bunch of keys that opens every single door. It's a big old door, though. Yeah. The castle we're now inside is called Rosenborg. It was built in the early 1600s by the King of Denmark, Christian IV, who, tired of all his other cold and windy old castles and being a very young and fancy king, thought he'd have himself a new state-of-the-art castle to live in and have fun in. It's not a terribly big castle, as castles go, but it's full of secrets and clever little details. And it's one of those we're here to find. It's something that might well be the world's oldest surviving sound system. To help us along, it might help if we do a little role-playing. We imagine ourselves to be in, like, 1634, and we're on a mission from the King of France. Yes, imagine it's 1634 and you're on a mission from the King of France. In fact, you're just a humble scribe who's accompanying the man who's on a mission for the King of France, but never mind that. You are entitled to wear a big lacy coat, some shiny buckled shoes, maybe have a sword, and a very, very big wig. This French minister was invited to Copenhagen because the king's eldest son was to be married, and he was throwing a huge party. The French minister came as a proxy for the French king, so he was to be... Uh, treated as if he was the King of France. And uh, to his great surprise, he wasn't received grandly at, at Copenhagen Castle, but he was told to show up at the King's Garden where he met with uh, the King's son-in-law. And they strolled through the gardens and he was some, somewhat perplexed. And, um, but it was a really cool way of building up the tension for, for this meeting. And they walked to all the way over here to the castle, and they came into this, well, they came into a room filled with paintings on every wall. And this is it. So, the tension is mounting. 
You're wondering whether the king is ever going to show up or if he's just going to insult the king of France, which could be a problem. But what in fact King Christian IV of Denmark is about to do is perhaps the earliest historical example I can think of of inviting someone round to your house to blow them away with some killer tunes on your new sound system. These two Frenchmen, they, they arrive in this room and they meet the king and um, the doors were closed and when the doors are closed in here... We can close one. They disappear. There are paintings on every uh, everywhere. So they were they were locked in. And at some point, the king he lifts his hat. And 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 the scribe he doesn't quite understand why. The thing is, what the king did was that when he lifted his hat, a guy would be standing behind this door looking through this peephole. And then a servant would run full speed down through the castle and into the basement and give a signal to the musicians who were in the basement beneath the room and they would play. Uh, and it was pure magic. The sound would come up through sound channels that um, are placed in each corner of the room. This room is covered in paintings and wood, so it's like a, a sound box, a very delicate sound box in itself. It's quite wonderful to put yourselves in, in, in their shoes because today the norm is that when there's music, there are no musicians. Today the unique thing is that, that there's someone playing, actually. This was the other way around. So you might think you're pretty cool with your Bluetooth wireless music thing back at home, but that's nothing compared to lifting your hat and spontaneously filling a whole room with music without there being any musicians there. In any case, back in those days, in the late Renaissance, this was some party trick, and the Frenchman went home deeply impressed. The king had just proved himself to be the ultimate Renaissance man. What he uh, subscribed to was a Renaissance ideal of the hidden meaning, always looking in, looking closer to, to, to see if nature or uh, God or science can reveal something else. So the idea of looking for a detail and finding something you didn't expect, serendipity, is a very important point in this. It's all very well, isn't it? Serendipity, being a Renaissance man, the hidden meaning, the unknown and the unseen. These are all things I'd love to find. But honestly, when you go out in most cities these days and you start recording, they tend to sound more or less the same. Okay, in Copenhagen there are more bicycles than in other places. There are church bells, but there's traffic. There's planes going overhead. 
for the most part, it sounds like pretty much anywhere else. In looking for a sound for this city, I had to scratch my head for quite a long time to find something that wasn't so obvious. I came across a singer. Run away, but here come steps. She gives concerts where you don't sit down and where the audience doesn't even necessarily know that the concert is going to happen. She gives concerts for buildings. Final little staircase. Buildings that sing. And by coincidence, by happy, serendipitous coincidence, she invited me to meet her on the top of a tall tower. A tower also built by the same Renaissance king back in the 1600s. So we got here just in time. It's a place called the Round Tower, an old observatory right in the middle of Copenhagen. In order to get to the top, you walk up a long stone slope. It's wide enough and tall enough that the king, back in the day, could ride all the way up to the top in a horse and carriage. Now, the king was almost certainly not considering the acoustic properties of building a tall spiral stone ramp that goes all the way up a round tower. He was just into the idea of getting to the top of the tower in his cool carriage. But the long stone spiral ramp does sound amazing. And that's what we're here to listen to. Me and singer Katinka Fovinilu. My name is Katinka Fovinilu. I'm a classically trained singer and I work as a singer and a composer and a, a sound artist. I work with installation, video. If this program was about making acoustic postcards, then this would be a perfect one. Nice. It's not raining that anymore. We can see the whole city from up here. Yeah. And you can hear it too. Yes church bells ringing out over a romantic cityscape of tiled roofs and ancient towers. But that's not what this series is about, and that's not why we're here. So what are we going to do here? We, we're going to check out the acoustics. Um, just uh, I'll, I'll do an improvisation, walking down the tower. Katinka's about to perform a very spontaneous kind of concert, designed for her voice and this building. A concert that we actually forgot to ask permission for, but then who's going to find out? Like, on top of the tower, so they can't, I mean, we're not, we're not allowed to sing here. <laughs> they no, can't reach us. Yeah. We didn't ask any permission. No. If they want to throw us out, they're going to have to come yeah. all the way to the top yeah. to find you first. And I won't even know it's you. <laughs> All right.
That's not every day if you're walking around the round tower that you're going to hear this strange voice appearing out of nowhere. Katinka has been working on a series of concerts here in Copenhagen, using the acoustics of beautiful old buildings to create a magical space. It's all about um, connecting to a space. I'm trying to work with this location uh, with my voice. Yeah, so that's basically it. And I mean, it's also a bit rebellious, I think, because normally you would be kind of quiet. Of course, doing things like this in public places means you never know when you're going to get interrupted. And it didn't take long before we'd freaked out a few visitors to the tower. So we decided to take a short walk across town to another amazing space. An old art museum. It's called the New Carlsberg Glyptothek, and it too has an amazing acoustic. So we're surrounded by some pretty amazing statues here. Mm-hmm. Katinka performs with a number of bands. She's classically trained, even though she's not really particularly interested in performing as a classical singer. I'm not too fond of uh, standing, you know, on a regular stage and having an audience, a seated audience. It's kind of just weird to me. I like that it's more organic and it, I mean, I can move freely as a, as a performer and I would expect the same freedom for the audience. voice is really weird (laughs) it's such a weird thing it's like interior and exterior and often nothing is in sync like you have this inner voice that is just your consciousness going on and then you have your outer voice you're controlling and as soon as you remove the body you know from the voice it becomes really awkward and where does where's the source where does it come from And I also think that it's really fun for the audience to just walk around and not knowing where the sound comes from. What I can't help thinking about the whole time I'm walking around these strange museums, listening to this amazing sound, is what Axel Harms told me about good old King Christian IV and the Renaissance. Always looking in, looking closer to see if nature or God or science can reveal something else. So the idea of looking for a detail and finding something you didn't expect. You know what it sounds like where you live. You hear those sounds every day. Except most days you're not really listening. Why would you? Even when you listen, which bit of what you can hear, because you can hear so many things all at once, counts as the actual, correct, completely, undeniably right sound of the place where you are right now. Because whatever you are listening to keeps changing. 
That's what sound does. It changes all the time. It's the constant changes that make sound what it is. It's the constant changes that make the world we live in what it is. Some might say that you never hear the same sound twice. Not really. And usually it's only when something unusual happens or when someone else points out something you've never noticed before that you really start to pay attention to the sound around you at all. So weird. Yeah. So that is where I'm going with all this during the next seven shows. I'm going to point out things about cities of sound all over the world. Or rather, I'm going to get other people, people who know more about their cities than I do, to point stuff out. People who work with sound, people who think about sound, make sound in whatever way they do. So, please, listen in next time when Sound Matters goes to New York. And this man will risk every piece of recording equipment he owns trying to record something that's just out of reach. I look like a crazy person. I look like a madman. Just kind of lure, reel it over the edge like a fishing, uh, fishing reel. Such a bad idea. This is just like such a bad idea. A big thank you to Axel Harms of Rosenborg Castle. If you should be in Copenhagen, you can visit Rosenborg Castle, of course. And if you're very lucky, you might just happen to be there at the time when there's a performance in the King's Chambers, or should I say under the King's Chambers, by the Renaissance Ensemble Violon Band. They perform authentic Renaissance music exactly as it would have been heard by King Christian IV and his French visitors back in the 1600s. A huge thank you to Katinka for Vinilil as well. If you want to find out more about Katinka's work, she has her own website, which is katinkafovinilil.dk. I know that if you're not Danish, then spelling Katinka for Vinilil might be a bit of a challenge. It's a Vinilil with a V, by the way. Otherwise, you can find out much more about her on the website of We Like We, which is a band with whom Katinka performs and tours the world. Naturally, thank you to Nathaniel Bozinski for his editing contributions to this show and for making this show possible through Bang and Olufsen. You can find out much more about them if you visit bangandolufsen.com. I'll be back soon with another episode that may or may not sound anything like this one. Goodbye. Sound. Sound. Music. Acoustic. Noise. Sound. I have a favorite sound, I think. Sound. Ultrasonic. How they listen. Just a little. Boop. The one place where it sounds the best. You're listening to sound. Sound matters.